Good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is Marco, and this is What's Your Book About? Uh, my guest tonight is the fucking wonderful Marty Rayleigh. I have been trying to get a hold of this guy since I seen a video of him uh, with the Tommy guys quite a while back. And to be honest with you, I haven't even met him personally yet. We've just been speaking on and off on social media, and he seems like a fucking great guy. So, on that note, Marty, how are you, mate? And Graham, yet. 100% but Margo I would like to get one negative thing off of me and think straight away here before we start our podcast mate. go me ahead being a podcast, me being a podcast virgin I thought I was going to be on a video so I went and spent 20 quid in a, in a sweet skin fade so <laughs> we can we can talk about that in the price mate. so yes look, but that's that's the only negative thing that I've made listen so whenever bad. listen look we'll sort out prices because I already told Mickey and Joe uh, your makeup bill and things like that. So look, listen, them guys are going to score up that bill. So <laughs> 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 the filters. <laughs> well, listen, mate, how the hell are you keeping? All good, mate. All good. I said it's lockdown. I always try to keep upbeat about it. Try to keep the kids upbeat. There's no point yapping about it. Just get up and do a wee bit and do whatever you can. And it is what it is, mate. There's no point yapping about it. It's here and it looks like it's here for a bit. So. We get up and adapt and deal, and it's not it's not nice or it's not pretty, but say, what can you do? So, mate, you off. see, I think that's the thing, buddy. It's uh, I see you're doing the the hundred miles uh, challenge. Um, what is it you're doing that for, Marty? Margo, I was a, a wee guy who from West Belfast, Paul Young, Cub McCulloch, who he came over to join our team, Alan Cairns, uh, and. Tragically, mate, he lost his life. He, he committed suicide, mate. And so he played for us for, I guess, just over a year. But I got to know him and stuff. So really top lad, mate. He got to know everybody. Top footballer also. So, what age was he, Marty? Cub would have been, I mean, just mid-20s. Mid-25, I think, 26. So he he won Shady, won Weaker. And made us also as well, just because of Debbie Lee. So, mate, mate so you know, from that's just that's... It's just the story that, you know, every week, every week, every fortnight, you know, and I'm friendly with a lot of guys down the south of Ireland. And, you know, I didn't actually realise how bad it was down there until, you know, I got speaking to Emmons and things. And, yeah, mate, look, we've said from the get-go, you know, it's a pandemic and it's that, you know, it's that sailing killer. Yeah. Um, and one thing I wanted to touch with you on um, was the fact that, look, you come from Laganil. Uh, we're both from, you know, Belfast. Uh, yep. I'm 34. I wasn't really brought up through the troubles, so to speak. But, you know, I've seen a bit and I, I definitely think that has an effect on fellas, males, not wanting to talk about their feelings and how they feel. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, mate. I said... I found at the start of me I found it really hard to deal with, but you know, I've been like a massive group of friends, Marco and family's been brilliant. So there's always somebody you're to speak to. But and then after I went to see a counselor after I got there a few days and they told me to come back in three months that I was still too raw and I was like a wee bit too back. So she was quite right. But after the three months when I went back to her, she explained the ring to me and there's no better feeling that get it off your chest because you can tell your mates or your man, your dad, or your bro, anything. But when it comes to a stranger, there's stuff that 
her stuff just comes out and she's not done yeah. judges and never judges and it's her job and I mean I could recommend it uh like a therapist or whatever you want to call it enough of it because it was eyes oh, it helped me a long long way now don't get me wrong that everything's perfect and but there's still the stuff she told me back in me but I I haven't I've seen her for about three years so it's about ten years since I've seen her and the stuff she told me the mechanisms what to do when I'm feeling low and I still work the SD so I would still we strategies and things we strategies just to, we coping mechanisms yes exactly I mean it's, See, mate, it's well, great. Sorry. It's great. It's great that you're able to talk about that because um, it's great that you had that relationship with your counselor. Because the first time I went to counselling, I didn't like it, and in my mind, I thought that all counselling was shape and it wasn't for me. But the reality was, I just got a counselor and we just didn't jail. She wasn't a bad. She wasn't a bad person. She like she didn't do anything wrong. It was just we didn't have that kind of relationship so to speak and it just yeah. it, and you know something look mate at, at the start if you'd asked me straight after the first time doing counselling I'd have said yeah nah counselling shit don't do it but yeah, uh, moving on a couple of years and you know big shout out to Mickey um, you know yeah. that was one of the hardest phone calls I had to make and you know fair play to Mickey Mickey got Mickey made a couple of phone calls and he got me into the lighthouse on the Dunkern Gardens. Shout out to them. Yep. They're a fucking fantastic team. And I actually got a man, um, a male, as yep. a counsellor. And he was he's, he was actually a doorman as well. And mate, for me, being a young male, opening up the another male about my feelings and, you know, the deepest, darkest shit that goes on in our head. You made a perfect point there about speaking to your friends and, you know, your family. But when you're speaking to a stranger, you don't have to hold back. You can just let it all out and they're not there to judge you. And yeah. I went for six sessions, mate. And honestly, like, mate, that, that, that saved my fucking life. Like, I played a part in saving my life. Me getting my shit together, learning me, we coping mechanisms. The yeah. best thing that I took away from it was the plan the devil's advocate in my mind things annoyed me and people annoyed me and, and certain things happened in my life that annoyed me and i had this opinion and view on them but when i told him he was able to say to me well, well what about this what about if you think about it like this what about if it didn't happen like that what about if this person was feeling like that and that was something i struggled with seeing things from other people's point of view yeah no it's again i've made a part of People don't, there's people, it is for some people, but I mean, again, I couldn't recommend it enough. But uh, I say, my, young, my youngest, or sorry, the middle daughter, her, me, she, I, I know she'll not maybe saying it again, but I, I, I got her in, sorry, her school got her in through, you know, through the school because she's struggling. Amazing. She's 18 now, so, but she's, she was there for a bit and I was helping her. But again, mate, it's, no, it's over the phone interviews now, and I know there's, no, there's nothing to do about it. So, when I when we were done, it's it's a face to face, and you, you need that connection with the yeah. person. I don't think she she got that over the phone. I no, and no disrespect. It was a, the first time it was a girl, and then it changed the guy. No disrespect to him, but she didn't like it. She she didn't like the way he was speaking. So I, I said, listen, love you stop, you stop, and then it's totally up to yourself, kid. You're, I mean, she's as I say, she's eighteen now. So and listen to see, kid, me the the youngest is thirteen, so. Yeah. And no doubt in my memory, it's, it'll all come to head. And I think that young Mark, the big lad, I mean, he's been unbelievable, to be fair. He does his own thing. He, 
he works full time, he doesn't miss football training, he's always out, keeps himself fit and healthy. So Fantastic, man. So, so at the end of the youngest there, so listen, you know, let's not worry about all the kids, to be brutally honest. So, but as I say, there's the, the, nothing but joy to my life, and they would pull me out of bed when I'm feeling it. Listen, I was get a wee dark thought, and not just a dark, just anything, and the, the pull you pull you out of bed. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Even with, just a, if I get something that makes me feel sad, I'll think of something else, and then I'll get up and jump up and I'll do this. I'll go a walk, or I'll think of something, or I'll go mess about where one of the kids are. And it's it's a weird, a weird weird thing. Maybe that is 23 now, and no joke, I I punch him every single day of the week. I beat him up. As much, as much as I can, he comes in through your door, and I'm like a like a, a Labrador hiding. And once he comes in, I beat the beat the fuck out of him. I'm just I'm erratic, and he knows to expect it. Every time he walks past me, he knows to expect the dig in the ribs. Or, but like, I'll be honest, he's sprouting. He's I'm obviously on the downhill slope, and he's so when he's the, on the uphill. Yes, when the two of us are resting, <laughs> or, and when I have him in a headlock, I can feel him getting the batter of me. So I just say, okay, Mark, let you up. And then I'll, I'll I'll take it as a victory, but ten seconds later I'll be laying there and the puddle will be on piss. So I'll give him that victory. So that uh, fourth best digger in like an eel title is on the line here. I haven't been, I haven't been training a bit, Mark. No, I'm not down to my fight weight again. <laughs> you haven't trimmed down, <laughs> Marty. Listen, mate, I hope you don't mind me asking you, buddy. Um, look, at the end of the day. I, I, I spoke to you at the very start and I'd say to you, look, Marty, mate, like, I mean, you took my breath away, mate, at the start. Uh, you and the, how I got to know you was you and Big Nile Hawkins were doing the videos for Tommy and, and mate, honestly, yeah. like, I can remember days you were saying there about days you didn't want to get out of bed and, mate, I can remember being in bed. I'm self-employed. I detail cars for a living. And, mate, there were some days I was fucking contacting customers and saying to them, you know, something come up. ABC and the reality was mate I couldn't face getting out of bed and actually facing yeah. someone and whenever I was feeling like that mate honestly the one of the things that really helped me was humour and I can still remember watching the video where you landed up at Nell Hawkins house with a karate outfit on mate and I swear to fuck mate I couldn't stop laughing like so much so that my wife came up and was like what's wrong and I, I says to Mickey and Joe from Tommy, you know, like like that guy, like guys, he's fucking brilliant. Like we need more, we need more of it because I think when people talk about mental health, there's this big doom and gloom. And look, yeah. yes, mental health is it's tough, and you know, people expressing their feelings and how they feel and, and the whole stigma around it. But yeah. I swear by humour. Can I? Do yeah. you mind if I asked you? No, what exactly it was what exactly it was that, that well, happened to you and your family that made you well, you know yeah, have to deal with these things yeah well my first partner made to the I was with her since it was I was I was 16 she was 14 I would be frowned upon in some villages in, in Africa <laughs> or in some countries but it was back in yet so I was going, I was 16 she was I think she was 14 or 15 anyway it was, it was illegal anyway in most countries and most, most places <laughs> But uh, we were high school sweethearts, mate, with each other 13 years. Loved her unconditionally and uh, just on her, mate, on her final, she she developed postnatal depression, Margot, which is such a, it was a way, I, I was only 26 at the time, so, so no, I, so I was 28 at the time. It was so hard to watch. I didn't know what to do. I was coming home from work, like literally walking through the door and she was throwing a plate at me. And then looked at me and started to cry. This is just after our youngest, Natalie, was born. 
so I was like, what the fuck? What's going on, Naomi? And she didn't know. She didn't know what was going on. And so then I can't do Listen, there's no no person walks through the door. It's different if you have an argument today. And something, something not to get an excuse of getting a plate to you. So they should have broke down crying after five minutes. And then, so obviously, we got her to a doctor, and she she was diagnosed with postnatal depression, which it took it's like I think it's like I think it's three months. Don't quote me on it. I think it's a, it's a few months anyway to go into your system. And she took it for a few weeks, mate, and she's on top of the world. Then just just one night, mate, the door. So. So one night anyway, we uh, we we decided the boys out on the Saturday and the girls out on the Friday. So I'd actually went with her, told her. I'd actually went with her, told her the friends is on the Friday night to have a have a couple just because all the lads were in this early on the Saturday. So I left anyway, and she'd uh, she'd stayed on. Obviously, don't get me wrong, we're two party animals. It was fucking Glen Park Friday, Arena Saturday. Do you mean? Oh, I back in the day. Do you know what I mean that? Go to work Monday morning. I wouldn't say fresh, but it was always there. Fair play. So, so uh, it came the next day, and my, my, the thing about all, my, the way we live, mate, my man dad lived 20 yards one way, and her man dad lived 20, 20 yards your way. So we were all connected. It was So my back door was always open. And uh, so she came in about, I think about seven in the morning anyway. Or, so anyway, I lay in bed. My man dad had the kids that night. I know we're home and told my man dad, listen, Emmy's in bed there. We were heading out about 12. My man dad said, no, no, you listen, leave your kids there. Kids are grand. Let Nami sleep it off. Which was, to be honest, me, it was, that's what they'd done. It was nothing normal, nothing out of cunt. Because that's what my man dad done. And I'm still being, I'm 41, I'm still being fucking spoiled ratting. So, so the boys were in the town anyway and they tried to get in contact with her. About four that day, no answer. Never really thought. Then about six, tried again, no answer. Which wasn't like her. Tried to phone a couple of her mates, nothing, nothing. So we ended up back in Laganil, pissing rain night. And uh, um, so we asked the mate to drop me up the house. I got out of his car, so I think 844. And I uh, asked him to go to the car. Went to my back door, and the back door was locked. House in darkness. One thing, Margo, my back door was never locked because, again, as I said, my man and dad lived 20 yards. So, all I said, my man, the kids were in there, my man and dad was in there, her man and dad were in there, and her sisters and that, and brothers. So, then I just had a feeling in my stomach, and it's so hard to explain. Told my mate to go back to the bar. He's like, no, I said, isn't good, mate, David. So, I said, go on, mate. Away you go. I just knew you in, in my heart of hearts, house in darkness. Had to, back in, you get with two door, PVC door, or brown, like a door and a PVC, so pushed the, the brown door in, mate, and then had to break a window. Broke over a skateboard, if I remember correctly, and get into the house, and there she was, mate, the most horrible, horrible. She was about five foot three, mate, wee blonde thing, she was absolutely beautiful. And to see her like that, it was something that haunted her ever and ever and ever, and I still, still cry, actually, I'll cry about her, mate, Nice. I think I black stuff every years, but now nah, I still it just breaks my heart. Like it breaks the kids' heart. And but what do you do? We're, we're still here, and I love her till forever. And she was so special to me. And if only she knew. I think she would do. Suppose so. Again, mate, that's that was the journey of what's going on now. Thirteen years later, and she still her, like her songs. Be clear. I'd be sitting in the room, and I have a song title or like a song lyric on her headstone which is just something 
and every time it goes on the SDA, like it's 13 years and still every time I, like, the kids know what it is and it'll still come on and I just well up and then I have to go out of the room and like, now the, now the youngest, she has it on constantly because she loves it because it reminds her of her mummy and mm-hmm. so it's weird, Jesus. weird mate, but again mate, we have to deal and it, she knows I love her forever and you have to deal with that, so if I'm not here and my man dad's not here, then what does happen, so the snowball effect it had on like Lagadil's a small place, it was back here. Yeah. And I know everybody in Lagadil, like every, and so she, she had a massive family in Lagadil. So she knew it, I mean, her family was huge. So again, I knew every cunt. So after that, I mean, that was it. World upside down. Not nice, but she knows now, I mean, I hope she, she will be, she'll be a piece and she'll be looking down, call me as usual, a fat bastard, looking to you, a fat cunt. And, and that makes me so mean, so I can just hear her saying it still, so it is what it is. Marty, it's, mate, you know something, there is no words, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people don't have, they don't have even the words to say to you, but, mate, you know, my wife's called Naomi, and yeah. oh, it's, it's, mate, you know something, there's nothing that I can say, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's awful, mate, because it's a fact that, so many families and there's so many people you know who are just so well got and there's so many people think a word of them but they're just in that dark place and they just can't feel it they see it they're they think they're a burden and made it yeah. you know it, it breaks my heart mate you know even sitting yeah. listening to that mate and being a family mom my kids and jesus mate, mate and, and, and the... as i say mate, i have a massive like millions of mates and like families unbelievable but i think there's no like stuff happening like, it's been like like a few months down the lane you can't ask people can't check up on 24 7 you know what i mean the pe- people and as harsh as it sounds lives have to move on don't get me wrong everybody's there for you listen if i was to lift up the phone or, but it's an excuse you need and it's licensing you saying you're, you're doing nothing and sometimes it'll just hit you and, and that's it like my man dal come in they know something's up because i can't it just hits you and i used to be in bed for two or three days then i just went fuck this you know what i mean what's the point what is the point that's when the, the shaking yourself has to come in and get it out of your But mate, that's a, that's a great mindset to have, mate, at the end of the day, because sadly there's so many people who just can't pick themselves up from it. And, yeah. you know, and listen, Jesus, no judgment whatsoever. I mean, that's a... That's... Mate, I just can't even imagine that, mate. And I think that's what made you so special to me when I heard, you know, it was, you know, with the humour and... Mate, listen, people say, oh, it's just a, a deflection and a coping mechanism, but you know something, mate, it's a healthy one. I, I, I've, I've no doubt in my mind it is a, a deflection because, again, mate, I dealt with it, and that's right, dealing with it still, and, mate, right up till just about a year ago, I'm starting, mate, just starting to get these feelings again and thoughts, and, I mean, it wasn't like my cap, and then that's when I didn't know big Mickey Megan, didn't know him, and only been a year ago, so, mate, I, I met him. I'd met him because he was like getting into his Tommy stuff. Yep. So um, I know Monday morning, mate, again, nothing going on. It was off work, sick, off on my back. It's just fucked off for life. And me and I just, just all hit me like a ton of bricks. And I rang Big Mickey. And he said, Listen, leave it with me, mate. And he had me down in Dunkern again. As I said, I was down for a couple straight in over a couple of weeks again. And it was like, I wasn't back to square one, as I said, because I knew exactly what I, what I was feeling. And it was a different girl. and but I was well. I was not long ago, mate. And it, again, I took it out of him. I took it made me again. I, I felt great after a few weeks because 
Like even when you're stinky thoughts come into your head, you just have to you have to deal. There's no point. I can't. You have to deal with it. Fucking squeal it out if you want to. Go and punch. Well, that's why. That's why I, I like to beat up Nile Hawkins. Because I just take him. He's my coconut necklace. Because him and Fabulous two fucking fruits, man. I I just don't believe him for fifteen minutes, mate. So. They're my coping mechanisms, mate. My wee mate Finley. They're your human me. punch bags. No, they're, that's it, mate. That's why. I mean, I'd be bullied mate. now. Now Hawkins still has me, mate. I'd tell what he wants. He's a fucking fruit. I'd bladder. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you made... Do you know something? i tell you what was hard for me, Marty. Um, whenever... whenever, So i done six weeks in the late house, and then I got accepted. I don't know if you did, but I got accepted for complimentary therapies. Right. And... I met a lovely girl called Bernadette and she done like a uh, Reiki and reflexology and massage and things like that. And mate, to be honest with you, I, I fuck, I loved it, mate. I look forward to going down every week. She was a lovely girl and me and her would sit and chat and she would tell me, she would tell me a bit about her struggles and things. And yeah. it was, mate, you know something that was really nice. And But one thing that I struggled with was whenever it all came to an end, because in my head, I look forward to every Wednesday. Mine was yeah. a Wednesday. Every yeah. Wednesday at 10 o'clock. And when that stopped, it was like, right, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, and so for me, mate, I kind of, I went down a road of like trying to fill that void, which is yep. a weird a weird way to word it. Like, But, you know, like I was doing hypnotherapy and I was paying to be fucking hypnotized and I was trying every magic potion on the market and spent the fortune in the process and the reality was there may be things out there that might help you but you have to do the hard work yourself yeah 100% and I remember me and Arthur again I was on the drink fuck it was my my first COVID agonism I mean I was I went shopping every single day it's just Arthur and Emmy had passed up in the morning, half nine, ten o'clock, straight into town, shopping, bench, clothes, it, like it's been on. Then I was coming home from a town that was going drinking, like it's been on for a few months. And man, dad never said nothing because Natalie was only five months at the time, do you know what I mean? So I probably drank four nights, three, sorry, now I'm, I'm a liar, four nights at least. It's I, a good four nights to be fair. So my man, dad never made the never. But never interfere. But like honestly, I, I keep confiding. I mean, the spo- I'm spoiled. For, I mean, I was coming home from work, and by the time I get my clothes off and the wife's passing me, my man hasn't back. I, I'm out of shot, and her wife's been fucking. Ah, uh, left and led as the saying goes. Yeah, I just remember sitting in the kitchen one day. I had Natalie in my arms, and I'd, I'd come home, and I had a few swallies in me, and I was just sitting there looking at her, and my dad just went up with Martin, son, listen, at the end of the day, the the, the, the answer's not the bottom of a pink pass, and I think you know what, and he. Like, my dad, he's like an old, he's old fashioned, fuck sick. And the same he said it, now, now I'm crying, now I'm going, fuck me, dad's here. And then like, it makes sense, you know I mean? There's drink, listen, you can drink as much as you want, but you're up the next day, and what do you do to get ready at? You drink again. So the, my thing was shop and drink, and that was, that's the way I went on, and partying and fucking. So that was my fucking, the first coping mechanism, as you say, fucking shopping. So. Do you see me, I think you're saying there about like, you know, you, you drink it and it's kind of people, as the saying goes, drown your sorrows. Personally, now, I haven't drank in over two years. Drink just doesn't agree with me. I have no qualms whatsoever with anybody likes to have a drink. It's just not for me. And something I'm still kind of dealing with, but usually when I drink, I get angry 
and it's just stuff that I haven't dealt with yet. So I don't like a person that makes me. So I chose just not to drink. And you know something? Mate, I can actually enjoy myself in company with people who are having a drink. It doesn't phase me in the slightest bit. Yeah. Um, and I know quite a few people who turn the substances, alcohol, prescription tablets, you know, fucking illegal drugs. Yeah. And they all say the same thing. It's just, you know, it's just a coping mechanism. And the reality is you hit the nail on the head. You have to get up the next day and face it. And you can face that darkness, which sometimes is that wee bit more heightened because you're you're on a fucking downer or whatever from whatever you were on the night before. Or it's oh sure here I can just I can just go on and again. And you know, it's sad, mate, it's going into yourself and facing all that inner fucking shit. That's the hard work and it's hard as fuck. I'm not gonna sit and tell anybody it's easy. You know, there's nights that I went to, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, I went to CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. No, uh, no. Marty, that was, that, that was a game changer for me, mate. Um, my automatic negative response to anything, like, for instance, like detailing, car detailing, I, I never needed a critic to criticise my work because I was my own worst critic. You know, yeah. <laughs> perfectionist in me and... CBT made that really fucking help me like it's so simple Marty but it was so effective and it doesn't work unless you put the work in I mean I can remember I can remember starting a course with a war NI and literally reading the books and going I'll fucking never be able to do this it's a load of balls and throwing the books away and Naomi used to pick them up and put them in the cupboard and say right just let them have it and come out the next day try it again try it again try it again and mate, I started getting on top of it. Started listening to podcasts. I started, I started changing my circle a wee bit. I started spending more time with people who inspired me. Listen yeah. to people who have been through it. You know, people told me where they have been, their dark days, where they're at now. And you know, I love that mate. And yeah. you know, there's, a, there's a lot of guys that have a story to tell. You know, they've all been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and it's. You know, it's sad, mate. I don't know if it's a Belfast thing or it's like a, you know, it, it's just a thing over here. But it's it's this whole big stigma where people are afraid to open up and talk, and then see people are afraid to open up and talk, or maybe even use social media because they're afraid of being judged or they're afraid of being, ah, oh, look at this fucker here, she's looking attention, or Arsenal. it's a tricky one. Definitely, there's no doubt. And again, the likes of social media plays a massive part. hundred percent. So that is why I like to keep, I keep listening. I do MV videos, mate, and I do a wee bit of fucking about with one of the lads. And then there's a wee bit of serious stuff then too. But I, listen, mate, again, I, I think keeping it light is the is the future anyway. Because when you start going on, like, again, it's probably the longest I told about Mark, by the way. I'm just clicking on here. You've fucking, you've coerced me into talking 27 minutes about here. I can't believe it. Shit. Mate, good, good but man. I- good man. <laughs> keep fucking going. Listen here, uh, I just, Mickey, you know, according to Mickey, nah, it's, it's 100 quid a minute, the longest I can keep you on, mate, so you might be getting a cruise ship, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, mate, uh, but it's the same, mate. Stuff like, like that's what, again, Mark, I probably talk only about two or three weeks off football as well, and football pulled me, sports in general, mate, joining. Yep, get back 100%. Right in, get back right in, pull, see, I train on Tuesday, Thursday, football, Saturday, then again, paints. So I never missed a Saturday. I mean, never missed it anyway. Even when I was from was fifteen, that was what you're done. Nowadays, it's different. It's hard. Now, nah, well, different with the elite, but the kids made now nah, it's, it's hard to get. Like one thing about the likes of Crumlin Star, who a big setup. 
the smaller teams we have is that like Nancy trying to get kids to train Tuesday, Thursday, and then oh. it's all about, to be firm. When I was younger, it's all about getting back in the barn and starting for a bit of crack, and that's what you look, yep. for, look forward. You worked all like, week, you've done your two training sessions, and you get back to the bar with the lads. Like see, kids are doing different roads. Fucking kids are doing different. Hundred percent. Made technologies took over, and now listen, our gym, our gym's mad in the football. There's four years of a difference between us two. He was mad in the football. He still is, and okay. his young lad James, you know, yeah. he's just James we double, and he's loving the football. And you know something that's great because at the end of the day, that's, that's his purpose. That's his release. You know, I can yeah. remember like I remember up talking the gym or um. It was about a month, about a month or two ago, and um, he was saying to me, you know, he says I'm, I'm just bored, just not getting to the gym, not getting the football, not seeing the lads. You know, it was it was a wee release for people, you yeah. know, and some people don't understand it, but look, that's okay, you know, it's not for everybody. But also, also, I touch on Jim is one of the most angriest cockhead players <laughs> I've ever had the privilege <laughs> of playing with, and I was also Jim's manager. Also, Jim, what do you, what age you say your Jim is? Jim's 38, I'm 34. Well, I'm 40. He looks look 10 years old. I know how to fuck him. <laughs> he's like fucking Benjamin Button, but here, you know, what a player. I mean, he's, I'm Mate, he's an, he, was, he was an angry, I can remember. Angriest cunt in the pen. I mean, I told you, every picture I have him of from Crumb and Star Days, mate, like I put it up in his birdie. I think I've done it his last two birdies. The same pick, he's getting pulled out of a fight because he clipped some cunt fucking on the slide. Your man hit him first and he banged him. Mate, he takes it fucking, he takes it way serious. He's a... Uh, he's a winner, mate. He has winning mentality. Like, mate, listen, do you know something? And, and listen, I get that. And do you know that's the thing? There's passion there and he just takes it. And do you know something? Listen, like I remember uh, a friend of mine saying to me, he watched a, like a Roy Keane documentary and about Roy Keane on the pitch and things like this. And he says, it's, you either have it or you don't. And it's just that yeah. the best. You want the perfection you want. You know what I mean? It's... It's just the way it is, mate. Some yeah, people have, some people don't, mate. and some people don't take it serious. Other people take it really fucking serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if Jim is playing for me for Club and Star Reserves or playing for Saucy and the Star First Team, yet he done he played he played exactly the same. Hard on his sleeve, a lot of time for him, a lot, a lot of, a lot of. T- but I seen he, he read in uh why did I seen him put money in questions until why did Marty play me up top? Is he fucking crazy, mate? He's one of the worst set of feet you've ever seen in your life, and he's good in the air. His fucking feet, mate, fucking horrible. He's really different. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I've seen him get doing training one on one, mate. He's kicked the back of his heel, and he's aye, aye, stay on, Jim. Listen, Marty, see on that note about the football, mate, this was one of the questions I had for you. And look, listen, yeah. you're blagging him, mate. You know all about the green and orange situation over here, you know, and like for yeah. me personally, Car detailing. Whenever I get in the cleaning cars, mate, it broke down barriers for me that I never thought I would be able to achieve. Like, you know, I have so many Protestant friends now. Yeah. Relationships, been up to their fucking houses for something to eat and a coffee and a chat and, you know, been on weekends away and things. And, like, mate, for me, that was a big thing. It just, like, Whenever my younger days, mate, you know, it was the whole green and orange shit that, that yeah. is in Belfast. And look, don't get me wrong, mate, like I always say, there's bad on both sides, mate. There's dickheads on both sides. And for me, the detailing really broke down barriers were to the point where religion didn't give a fuck about me. And yeah. my wife, it was actually my wife's question. She says, so did your football career open up our paths of friendships that our ways wouldn't have, have happened? Sorry, here, stay out of game, mate. You all broke up, or sorry, Margo. Sorry, buddy. 
um, did your football career open up other paths of friendships that other ways wouldn't have happened? Mate, absolutely massively, mate. I have when there's a guy I still mate, I still speak to him. He's uh I was from the stars reserve manager and he was Albert Foundry. Fellow called John Logan, mate. And us two were going for the league the league title. And uh he ended up speaking to him, just having to bump into him and I met him the year before, sorry, but we weren't doing too well. Then we were in the running for the league, and yeah, after the football's over, mate, he's, he's just he's a few years older than me, but then he ended up speaking. Listen, made, made loads. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it made it massive, to be fair. I have lads, loads of Protestant mates, even work with me and all, and I go out still. I have a big mate, actually. He comes up, he drives up from Ballygoon every two weeks up to, can't tell his name, and it's hard to the barber's name because he's he does. He's doing sneak at sneak at Hercules for a score of quid, but it's my big, my big, <laughs> my big mate drives up from Ballygoon. I used to work with him over in Tassian. and so he drive up every Friday for a fucking pop shop way up the lag and eagle, twenty quid. Why why he go again down the road down the sticks or you big redneck fuck hat to us? So stay I mean I've look plenty of prize and friends, plenty of good ones. As you said, on both sides, mate, there's fucking absolute toots on both sides, but. To be fair, I don't really wouldn't really mix friends, so so I don't really see it. You see it on so again social media, and, but again you kind of just just shut them all up, Alex. And the war's over. Life's too short. Move on, brother. Well, mate, you know something. You're hundred percent, and I, and I'd said at the end of the day, mate, I think it's it's looked upon too much over here, and there's a lot of the past dragged up, and it made it just it fucks up the present. And mate, don't get me wrong, I understand there's a lot of hurt in both sides and things, but. You know, even the man, even the mental health side of things as well. You know, I've met some amazing people who, you know, work I've done with Tommy and you know, young ones and and older ones and me doing the podcast and being as open as I am on social media. It's made me reach people that I would never, never reached. You know, and yeah. and it's great that, that that them barriers are able to break down and people are able to see like fuck me, we're all only human. We've all got the same shit going on. You know, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Um, tell me, it's mate. If you could change one thing about Belfast, what would it be and why? Well, obviously, well, the amount of, I mean, there's no Greggs in Lagan Hill. I don't know if it's like, I want to say it. Like, ah, there's not enough Greggs in the north of North Briarney, mate, and Belfast. So, <laughs> we change, change one thing specifically, mate. Fuck. Now we're talking. I don't know. Tricky, mate. That, again. For. For me to fake here in Brown, probably, mate, that would be the only thing I want to like to do. I would change Belfast, mate, to get this. He's an old one, I need to beat up young Kieran Butts Brannock, mate, in Ardoin. So that would be my, my main thing first. But it's game, mate, it wouldn't be a. That's a tough question, Marco, do you fair? Mate, see, to be honest with you, I thought I'd throw a few fucking, just a few spin balls yeah. in there. <laughs> just to break it up, mate. Like you said, I was speaking to you beforehand. You know, listen. We could talk, me and you could talk about mental health all fucking night, but the reality is I wanted to highlight a couple of things and then I just wanted to get to know a bit about you too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And look, the podcast called What's Your Book About? And I think everyone has a wee story to tell. And, you know, some people are a wee bit more vocal about it, others aren't. And it's, mate, this is the thing, Marty, you know, from I've been open, just about anything, mate. Life and struggles and feelings and, and fucking relationships and, and everything. Yeah. It's it's made me get to know people 
a lot more and then people kind of open up about you know and mate I get I get sit like I don't get me wrong mate I love technology but see sitting just talking to people just about life and general and whatever like mate like mate before just before we started the podcast I had uh, your big mate McGill on so right. big McGill was on the phone to me and me and him spent the area each other and he uh, he says he, he wants to have you for a big by the way so we're going to have to sort that out He's a horrible bastard. That, is. <laughs> that cunt, he has, he's had me, man, he, mate, he's madly tortured me for the last 10 years, mate. Every time I go to... You sleep, and me both. He, he would pull up in the car, he'd be, well, what's happening? Because now, now he's living up in the Glens of Gormley and all he thinks he's a fucking king or whatever. So <laughs> I, I don't see him as often, but when he catches me off guard, now to be fair, he's caught me off guard twice outside the chippy. Now I don't know if it's coincidental, I have a big bag of food and the cunt always seems to get a video of me or a picture. Or... <laughs> so, Man, he's a fucking He's a hooky bastard. I was, I was actually walking over to the gym just over a year ago over at Academy One and, uh, and there he was, he came through. He just started that new job, not the one he's in that one before. So he calls me anyway. Well, what's happening? And I says, well, fuck. He calls me back. Come here, Wanty. Yes, me. Fuck. I never clicked on. Shut up, anyway. So I'm sitting there walking away, and he has a car with me, and he says, me here. What about that called Tommy Copeland? It's me who? Now Tommy's one of my best. Mary Tommy. fucking loves to give Tommy some grief. This is me. What do you always say? What about that cunt? And I, just before I could say, now not that I was going to rip out of my Tommy Copeland. Because I haven't seen that cunt from last year because he's been lover of West. He's a dirty, that's disgusting also. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I just have I just looked down there he was, slimy cunt that he is, had the phone in the hand recording. Oh, he he's just, so I'm I And I'd have probably said something nice and he'd have doctored it up anyway. So I, I got away with that one. But I, the hooky bastard, that one. So he was on the phone earlier. Funny, I've actually said to him about getting him on the podcast. I know he's. He's involved with uh, that boxing club now up in the old park, and he was just saying, "I met," and he was just saying to me that, you know, last couple of nights he's been round round the streets, our dying old park, and he was saying, you know, the young ones are just fucking. He says, "Mate, they're just wasting away." You know, they miss the boxing, they miss the. Yeah, mate. Sorry, Mark. We're touching on the boxing thing. It's like McGill and they went in the Sacred Heart, and then made me argue me a Paddy Chin from the New Lodge. He's doing a. He's he works at the Starbucks. He's doing like a cross community thing also down in New Lodge, mate. He's yes, that's right. But on, but on the phone, the party loads, and he's doing like food thing, you know, food. The big Paul McCusker and all does there. Yes, yes. So, so Paddy's been Paddy's been bringing in kids from Tigers Bay and the Shore Road, trying, trying to get it, trying to get it all done up. And I mean, it's touching a but a boxing thing's made the they get the they say boxing be like football as in. Trying to get the kids in the train now, so it's imperative me it's something does change and the the work big may the work anybody does do like so sport like the Philly Whaley, the Thomas Turley's mate. Mate, Thomas Turley's a Thomas Turley's a fucking gentleman. Uh, Thomas I actually I I I got to know I got to know him through doing his car and um Mate, he's, he's a fucking big gentleman. Like the work him and big stock, big Stevie Conrad. Yeah, I, I about to say that Bumped you know, like last week, why we're sorry, I was in getting stuff in need. I don't know, again, coincidental that I had the most. But I was that's just the way it is. I was talking to him about the podcast and that, and, and he was telling me about again because he does a lot of dealings for one on ones with the kids and it's over yep. the phone and stuff. He just said it's, it's horrible. 
I was actually up in his house working um, just before Christmas time, and he, that's exactly what he was saying. Um, the fact that you know they do an awful lot of one-on-one with the kids and, and groups of kids and things, and he says because of all this madness that's going on, it's not allowed to happen. And then he said, you know, I mean, he made a great point to me, you know, and he said that there's these young kids, and look, I, I, I know what it was like to be at age and to be you know influenced, and you see people driving about in the flash cars and things and you know he says look we're trying to steer him away from that and you know it's mate they've got a tough job and you know he was saying to me you know yeah. some of the kids mate they end up up at Boney Hills and they have a fire and a drink and bits and pieces happening things and mate it's it, you know it's you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because the reality is nobody has the answers but them guys are fucking trying oh I bet game the work game boys do in Joe McNeil as well massive because they're constantly like constantly doing them they're still doing Zoom classes and all for kids and they're seeing oh I made 100% mate and constantly on the phone it's a game it's like see as a football manager people don't understand like you're on the phone like you don't just go to train on Tuesday, Thursday people are ringing you on a Monday yep. night yeah are ringing you on a Friday night mate I can't come tomorrow me and her's face so you're on the phone seven days a week I mean it's constant and it's listen it's a it's a thing you're not getting paid for it it's just it just comes with the territory mate you know something you made a great point there because like you say or at the end of the day people might think oh he's just a football manager and things like that but mate it's not just that it's a there's a relationship where someone has rang you to say to you look me and her's fighting knowing you you have probably said do you know what I mean look what's going on and like you say you don't get paid for it you're taking time out of your day and mate people need them wee phone calls they need I wish it was on that consulty Browns. We just made a crumb and start that Do you know what I mean? Sorry. It's yeah. I mean, this is the thing, and and like I don't know if you know BJ BJ McCavitt. He's down in Newington Youth Club. Mate, yeah. BJ's a fucking gentleman, and you know, mate, BJ's his work's endless. You know, he just he doesn't stop, and the work he does behind the scenes, mate, a lot of cross community work, a lot of inner community work families that were struggling and things and you know mate don't get me wrong I know it's a job but at the end of the day mate to go above and beyond and it's it's just I think it's yes. hard mate for the young ones now like my our oldest is 13 and mate he was finding it hard he, he done football um what do you call it that I was getting them up there gym do you know Mousy? no uh Paddy Paddy Murphy Obese mate, oh, big obese. So oh, yes, he was yes, taking, he was taking rolling on the pads and that. And um, he, uh, oh here, fuck, funny enough, mate, talking about Obi, he says, mate, the title's his, and he says you're full of shit. <laughs> Obi, <laughs> it's fucked up. He doesn't live in like. He says his brother, says his brother hangs up her, but so that means taking all of it. No, Tony doesn't count. Tony wasn't even getting into the acting gallery here. <laughs> Tony wasn't even getting into the Kumite room. Mate, as I say, there's no doubt if if Megalobi lived in Laganil still, he would be a valid challenger, but he's not. Also, big Jimmy, big Jimmy's a gentleman. From Laganil. Just lives. Yeah, oh, he is, mate, but he lives outside Laganil. Oh, he just lives 0.1 mile outside Laganil. So he can fuck off. Jimmy can fuck off too, mate. Jimmy <laughs> can fuck off as well, mate. He's not in the, he's not in the Ragnar. <laughs> mate. You have no idea how many times I have been punched in the ribs in the shower. Big darn. Like, darn Corbett. Mate, 
because uh, I give him number one spot, he's still not happy. He wants one and two. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with Darren Corbin. He's still. So I give him, and then I give Towser. He haven't seen, don't see much of Towser. He's over in, he's living in Bali now, rolling millions as a tight bastard. What about Big Mark? Marty O'Neill's up there somewhere as well. Because it says, Steve, may I be brutally honest about this? I forgot about Marty when I done my videos at the start. Now I've got to really know Marty because he's my barber. And, and then I've seen, I've seen a few videos of him. So as I told Marty before, <laughs> me and him have to fight the phone back to see who gets number four. Yeah. And that's the. But uh, I wouldn't like to tackle. I wouldn't that like to tackle that. Made it just but talking I, on that big Mar- big Marty's a gentleman. Um, I've done his car a few times. Lovely big fella. And Obi, you know, talking about big Obi. Uh, I got to know big Obi. I I was a bin man many moons ago, and I used to drive up Duncan Gardens when they had the very first ambassador mid. And Marty, I lost count of many times I drove past them mid and seen all the fucking big muscle clad lads and thought to myself, you know, that's not for me. You know, I'm yeah. fu- you know, there's nothing to me getting in. And uh, one day I drove past and I was like, no, do you know something? Fuck it. And I went in, bit the bullet, went in. And mate, honestly, that was the start of a relationship with Big Obi, Mookie, all the guys. And mate, honestly, yeah. like, mate, they're like fucking family now. Do you know what I mean? And Big Obi, mate, like, personally, yeah. him and well, Patty and a couple of the other boys are like, Mate, like they've done things for me, like Jesus Christ, people have known all my life haven't done, and they've been nerfed for me and took a time to ring me and check up yep. on me. And like, mate, I never forget that. And you know what I was saying, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. I, 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 oh, here, mate, again, touching, touching on Big Obi, mate, Big Obi, I, Obi's a couple of years older than me, but he's obviously a, he's a, he's a lagging healer, and making right back to like, I. Obi wanted me to play football and on a Sunday again all, it was a bit of big dream feeling like an alien it can right back well, it once oh. this time it stuff sticks in my head like I don't I, me and Obi had, had a drink at the weekend or, but me I can also remember me he, he came up and he had I didn't see he gave it to my, my dad or something he had an envelope of money I, I, I know no I don't know I, 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 that made me say and, mate, and he I seen it and the thing I turned around he's just let's go and give me a hug and that and fucking step to the man down Mate, again, once uh, once you opened that gym as well down there, mate, he, you straight on to me. Listen, Marty, if you need any or any of the boys need a room down here to fucking to have a yarn with, and made a lot of time, a lot of time was back for big for big. Mate, he's doing some amazing work. And, and, and it, again, mate, yeah, mate, he's the first. If anything sponsor thing come up, mate, he, he, he's first on the phone. Marty, listen, if you need anything, just let me know and. I'll throw you in a few quid for whatever. No, so, mate, it's, do you know yeah, something? It's not all about the money, money, but, you know, he doesn't forget where he sure, came sure. from. And, you know, I love that about him. And, you know, maybe even just the ad, only or just at the start of the week. But here, so, sorry, Mark, I'll tell you one more thing about Obi. He was brought, who did he play? I can't remember who he played for, but he was brought on on the 61st minute of a match and he was tucked back on the 78th minute. <laughs> so he could use his leg. So bad, so. Now, Obi, get you off your big fucking golden lap. Oh, here now, you can't slag her or anything else goes. You can't the alone. No, I know. Leave the fucking bite, Johnny Bravo. You know, something, it's, I think for me, that was brilliant. You know, I remember couple of you know just a couple of things that rang the mind and he, he took me out for something eat me him and Mousy and maybe he didn't have to at the end of the day you know what I mean I was only a member of the gym but he had a lot of time for me and I had a lot of time for him and he from a business point of view as well he's he's, he's kind of you know he's mentored me a wee bit like perfect example or just last week he messaged me and he says listen are you going to do my fucking car or what 
and I said to him, no, I'll get you in. And he said, listen, Michael, see if you don't do it, I'm going to pay somebody else to do it, but I'd rather give you the fucking money. And for me, that's a hard thing, Marty, because if you're my friend, it's hard for me to charge you. And Opie was like, listen, you come up to my gym, you pay your bills, you do your thing. He says, look, I'm returning the favour. And it's weak things like that, mate, you know what I mean? It's like... Um, yeah. Yeah, 100%, mate. But listen, who else, or here was the other one I had for you, mate. Um, who's the most influential person, persons in your life and why? Who is the most influential person? Three parents, mate. I said they don't. But both of them, mate, they don't. Uh, they don't. Your wee mummy and daddy seem like fucking legends, mate. You're lucky to have. Just ah, uh, mate, mate. My man, my dad's up every morning. Mate, he's up seven o'clock, way down the road, getting his papers. Like he, he's talking. He's a few heart attacks in the bag and a few strokes. Or fuck's sake, you can't tell him that. Mate, he, t- he took a heart attack and he's out of the hospital three days later. And I was rolling in from a party at fucking half six in the mo- about half seven in the morning. He was doing his wee garden with fucking papers on the kitchen table and all. Mate, it's, it's just a different generation, but isn't it, Marty? Mate, and as I say, mate, my excuse, my excuse still for being a forty-one-year-old fellow who lives as man dad, my man dad, just to keep threatening and say, "Well, if you go, where you go, the kids are <laughs> And mate, it makes it a lot. Am I using that as an excuse still? Probably, probably am, mate. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it, but, mate, it, it, don't interfere. Well, listen, we never brought trouble to the door anyway. It was never nothing bad. Me or my... I am a wee sister. She's a wee bit of a bollock child. She wouldn't make me tell her that. She's a wee cunt. She's a couple of years. Or that's just, she knows I love her, but... <laughs> but, uh... But we never brought trouble to the door. So, my dad never really had to get involved in anything. Yet. But, again, when I, after all the dust has sat, I mean, he's always there, and he... It's not so, like, they get into, mate, they sort of fucked her. Absolute demons. And, fuck, even though they had the kids, no, even right back to the start, mate, they would have had, would have had the more than, do you know what I mean? So, it's always spoiled. Never had, I've, I've put it this way, I've never missed a name. So, they've always been there, mate. That's, you know, something, mate, that, that's just fucking burning. And, you know, ah, something that's great for the kids, too, mate, having that relationship. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're a sport rather, ah, too. So, sick. it's... Mate. Oh, unbelievably, mate. It's like... Yeah. It's a, it's a house full of sportiness, man. It all cost me some messages every week. There, you, there you go. They're well up after. Listen, tell me this. <laughs> we both know mental health is such a, a major thing over here. Why do you think that is? Your own personal experience with it, but on the ground, through football, through knowing a lot of people from different areas, different communities, why do you think it is such a big thing? Yeah, it's, I, over here Aaron has like Aaron in general has the biggest I mean I just it's just the way that the words turn Margo again there's not no, it's like the football and boxing like if you talk to anybody get the numbers through the door again kids online mate I mean I don't mate it's so, such a hard 
say kids and I, on the percent. No, I agree with you. Social media, social media, media has loads to play on it because I think, I personally, I used to think that if a we, if you seen some go or like a child dance, fifteen, and like she knew one of your daughter or your daughter or your son or whatever, and done this big fancy fucking funeral. And I know disrespect. At a funeral, I would do this. And I think kids used to go look at it, look at all Eamon's crown or something. Like they would like that at if they were to go or something. I don't think. I think kids think that uh, instead of going speaking to somebody, like or dealing with it, the first option now or the second option is to go and do something stupid. And instead of, I think I, I, I don't know. That's a weird fucking. I just think with it, it's like a. If you know what I mean, it was like kids everybody's at a funeral, everybody's squealing on ball. And it's hard. It's obviously hard to see. I just think kids just see out there and go school. Fuck if I ain't gonna go, I'd like to go. Yeah. To guess, even though they're only fifteen or sixteen or something ridiculously young, and mate, I think it happens in a split second. And if you can take ten minutes yourself or have a partner, mate, you know something. You made, you made, no, you made, you made some but, fucking great points there, mate. And honestly, mate, it was like you were picking the thoughts out of my head there. You said you hit on the nail, and I've actually spoken to someone in great detail about that. You know about the young ones and to see the big crowd of people and the social media messages flowing through and you know it's like oh fuck here like like it's like they've got that wee bit of I mean I know it sounds awful and it's like they've got that wee bit of like temporary fame and it's I mean it sounds awful but it's the reality is it's like you know how many people have been through it and and then I mean it's just you're just a statistic you know, you're just, and it's it sounds fucking awful, mate. And it's I don't I don't have the right way to word it and things yeah, like this. It, it's just the way it is. And like you're saying about the porn up and all, mate, as no, well. Like I can't I recommend that enough, mate. If I'm having a fucking bad mood or yeah. you're in a shitty mitzi, just a wee half hour and hour nap, it totally transforms. Like sleep plays a big part for me. If my sleep shit, my mood shit. And we're fifteen kids, and you have sixteen. We both know how hard that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, do you know what I mean? Like our youngest mate, he's our youngest is uh he's four months next coming Tuesday. And uh like mate, Jesus Christ, I forgot how hard it was. And mate, you know yourself these lockdowns, mate, like people don't know what to be doing themselves. And I know people who have never experienced any sort of mental health anxiety, depression, anything. And now, since their whole world has came to a stop, they're struggling. And it's it's like, fuck me, is yeah. it, was this my life? Like, what was what was my life about? Like, yes, I worked and I went to football or I went and done this or I went and done that. But now it's like people are really just like, you know, like I had a conversation with a friend of mine and she was saying to me, like, I don't really like my partner. I didn't realise how much I hated him. And I'm like, do you know, I think everyone's kind of you, you are spending too much time oh. like our like you say you yeah. live for the Tuesday and Thursday training mate I love my wife the bits but we all need a wee break away from each other at the same time 100% and listen if your wife's a one of the no disrespect if your wife's a one of the ten seeing this you spend over two months time with each other regardless exactly. and you start to annoy each other you need a wee bit of guy and wee bit of and mate a wee bit 100% of, of I couldn't agree more so listen I tell you what mate I've had you on for 55 minutes, 18 seconds. And listen, this is an achievement in itself. So look, I'll finish with one more question, mate. And it will let you be, because I mean, I didn't even think I would be okay. able to hold you for this long. So this is an achievement in itself. So something <laughs> that you think everyone should experience in their lifetime. 
anything, as anything. What's Marty's view on that? Marty's view. <laughs> I mean, Las Vegas. You experienced Las Vegas. That's what I experienced. You've been, yes. Now, listen. I've been twice, mate. It's been twice to Vegas. Vegas or Las Vegas or Florida, mate. Disney World, something like that. Something. Las Vegas with the lads. Funny talking about oh, Big yes. Opie. Big Opie went on a stag a and made the videos he was showing me. It was just, I mean, it was unreal. Oh, amazing spot, mate. Absolutely amazing. Well, look, listen, Marty, honestly, mate, I could spend another couple of hours here being near you, buddy. But, mate, I want to thank you for coming on. We spoke about some stuff here, mate, and, you know, listen, I know no it's worries. not easy to talk about, mate. And you spoke about it. You threw a bit of humour in there. You were giving people ins- insights into your life and we coping strategies and things like that. And, you know, being open about going to counselling and, you know, having to go back to counselling and things. And, and mate, to be honest with you, I think we need more yet. You know, I think we need more people who wear their hearts in their sleeve and just say, you know, something, look, I'm just not feeling myself. And, and exactly. And I think the more people kind of highlight that, the better. And the fact that you can highlight some dark low points of your life and then throw in humour in there mate to be honest with you it's just a win-win for me you know except mate take all the, the negatives out of the positives mate that's it or whatever rise a person adapt and deal adapt and deal there you go mate I like that one I'm going to write that down now I'll have to use that one adapt and deal I'll have, I'll have to give you a shout out now fucking credit for giving me that one Look, Marty, listen, mate, it was fucking absolutely amazing talking to you. Mate, I've been wanting to get you on as a guest for so long. Mate, do you know something? Maybe down the line, I'd love to get you back on. But thank you very much, mate, for taking the time and speaking to me. 100%, Marty, mate, keep up the great work. You're fucking awesome, mate. Thanks very much, bud. Yes. Over and out, mate. Bye-bye.